0: Hi, and welcome to the Win-Win Podcast. I am your host, Shauna Simawang. Join us as we dive into changing trends in the workplace and how to navigate them successfully. Productivity is crucial in our current business landscape. However, 43% of teams do not have a way to ensure sales efficiency, according to research from Sales Enablement Pro. So how can teams maximize efficiency and effectiveness to make their investments worthwhile? Here to discuss this topic is Lauren Hutton, the Director of Commercial Activation at The Trade Desk. Thanks for joining us, Lauren. I'd love for you to tell us about yourself, your background, and your role. Hi, um, my name is
1: Lauren Hutton, as Shauna mentioned, and I come by way of The Trade Desk. And The Trade Desk is an independent media buying platform that helps marketers and advertisers reach their customers through a relevant ad experience. And My role over here at the Trade Desk is to manage a team of storytellers who put the client priority first and try to understand how our solutions and technology and the open internet in general can really help them drive better business outcomes.
0: We're excited to have you here, Lauren. The Trade Desk has been growing rapidly. How are you using Highspot's unified platform to stay productive while scaling?
1: Such a great question. So when I first joined the Trade Desk, we were in a hyper growth stage, uh, as many startups to small companies to (laughs) large public companies go through. And at that particular point in time, there were a bunch of different organizational tools that we were using for documentation, for knowledge, for, you know, stories that we make. And it was, organized chaos, I like to call it. There was a thought process behind the way that each team was doing it, but there wasn't one central thought process. And so when I joined as a newcomer and and someone onboarding and trying to learn everything about the platform, the stories that we tell, the way that we connect with our clients, it was really difficult to get a full holistic sense and to find examples of work. And so one of the things that we thought of you know, almost immediately as a team and, and one of the teams that makes a lot of content for our commercial teams was we need to create a better way of doing this. We need to get people out of the search mindset and instead into the which piece of content is best for me to utilize mindset and which is going to resonate most for my client. And we did a little bit of digging and, and we found spot and that's really what the tool has been doing. It's been acting as a central repository for every support team, every marketing function within the trade desk, and allowing every single person to access everything really at the drop of a ad, at the enter of a search.
0: Prior to Highspot, what were some challenges your reps are facing as it relates to productivity, and how has Highspot helped you solve these challenges to drive productivity? Another
1: great question. So, there were quite a few problems that we were facing, and and one of the largest was reps downloading non recent content. So, because we didn't have a central repository where all of our documents could be stored, reps were using a multitude of different places to pull down content. And one of them was Slack, another one would be email. It might be just peer to peer, someone asking someone if they have something relevant to what they were looking for. And the problem with that is, particularly a piece of work in our industry, which is technology, which is ever evolving and always adapting, gets old very fast. (laughs) And the material becomes outdated almost immediately. And by pulling things down through these disparate channels, we noticed people were using outdated content, not wrong, but definitely old, definitely no longer relevant and or the most accurate. And that was one of the biggest problems that we wanted to face. And HiSpot with its API integrations into SharePoint was an immediate solution to the recency problem. And there are a multitude of other problems that Highspot helped to solve, such as, you know, consolidation, easy searchability, the ability to tag things through a multitude of different ways so that we can search for things while layering on the different priorities or topics or subjects or verticals that one might be interested in finding something through. But the recency was a problem that we're most excited to have been solved.
0: Training and coaching programs can play a key role in helping teams improve productivity. And the Trade Desk actually recently expanded its use of Highspot to include our training and coaching capabilities within our platform. At a high level, can you tell us about the value of training and coaching in driving sales productivity and and really the role that Highspot's played in helping you to do so?
1: Absolutely. So we had um, a learning platform that was being leveraged. It's leveraged both for our internal teams and for our external teams and while it is a great learning platform what we noticed was that there was a a disconnect between where all the information was stored and where all the information was being taught and what that disconnect really did was add a lot of manual labor and a lot of time spent connecting links updating material updating links and trying to connect the two and One of the problems that we saw that we could solve immediately was by bringing a learning system into the same system in which we are consolidating and containing all of the information the company needs, we could make it very easy to make sure that, again, the recency problem is solved for both, and we take a lot of manual labor off. And so that's sort of like the internal bandwidth solution, but from an You know, when we look outside of ourselves and we look at our internal stakeholders, which are the sales teams, we're solving a ton of problems there, too. To consolidate them and create a singular platform that they can go to, whether they need to learn about a new product through an auditory learning program, through a visual learning program, or by simply finding a one sheet or a case study or whatever sort of mechanism works best for their learning style, we're creating something that works for everyone and we're creating something that can scale. And those were the two most important things for us is You know, we have a very diverse team, we're global, we're multinational, and people learn differently. And by creating a place where people can go that fits their style best, you're resonating with them more, which means the material is going to be learned faster and better. We're solving for all of this internal bandwidth issue that was being caused by having disparate solutions. And additionally, we're bringing internal teams together to work better cross-functionally, and we're understanding... You know, what the product team is doing better, what the marketing team is doing better, what the commercial training team is doing better, the way that we're teaching these things to clients externally. And by creating that sort of symmetry, we're also creating a more consistent message across every function within the company.
0: To improve productivity through any tool, you need great adoption and you've built great momentum across multiple teams to drive adoption of Highspot. Can you share some strategies you've used to drive adoption? Yeah. So
1: lucky, <laughs> lucky for the trade desk, we have a, a really great HBS program, so Harvard Business School program that we put a lot of the managers through. And one of the key areas that we learn in that program is change management. Um, and I had taken that before we decided to bring HighSpot on, and it really taught me a lot about, you know, building momentum, getting people on board, getting people to understand the why behind the what and the how it's important. And so when we approached iSpot and the onboarding of a new tool, it, we very much followed sort of that curriculum. We first pitched it to the necessary stakeholders and help them understand the significance of analytics. And consolidation and creating a singular one-stop shop for go-to-market teams and we got these leaders to be on board and then we pitched it internally to the you know app owners and the you know those that would need to approve for a budget for a new tool and we had to explain the differences and nuances between a tool like high and that which we already had to understand the value in paying for a new application and once we got those individuals on board then we started to build out an infrastructure and the Highspot team here could tell you how many times we workshopped different infrastructures. We you know, started with what was most recommended by Highspot. Then we went a totally different direction and we landed somewhere in between because the reality is we're a large team, we're ever evolving, and something out of the box wasn't going to fit what we needed. And we also weren't going to be able to adopt and adapt to every single tool and function that's available within Highspot immediately. And recognizing that early on and deciding to take a sort of step-by-step or crawl, walk, run approach really helped us get people on board faster. A good example is we have not yet rolled out pitch functionality. We just knew that trying to get everyone to utilize the platform was going to be our biggest challenge. And then once we had people hooked, rolling out additional functionality that would require minor, but some lift on their end and some understanding and training would be much better served after that initial adoption. And so, you know, our approach, following sort of the the approval of the licenses, the infrastructure of our initial architecture was then to bring on a team of internal application testers. They are a team that is global. They are individuals that have been nominated across every single function and division as early adopters. And we brought those individuals on board as well as a special nominated team across commercial and business teams to test. And we beta tested for a while. And we took a lot of feedback and we iterated and we changed and we were very open to what the user experience was telling us was right and wrong. And we made all of those changes before we went GA. And when we went GA, it wasn't just a simple, here's a new tool, go and get it. It was global trainings, led to office hours, led to regional trainings. And we were so excited from the initial training. There was a ton of participation there was a ton of questions people were very excited about the platform so we had a natural momentum because we were solving a problem that benefited everyone but we didn't rely on that solely to make sure that it was successful and we've been incredibly impressed with the way that the team has brought um, high spot into the fold you know we <laughs> we internally call it lighthouse everything at the trade desk is nautical themed because we are west coast based and uh, have a lot of Avid beachgoers and surfers internally, so we actually call the tool lighthouse. We call spots harbors. We made it our own and we made it fun. And I think that was just a cherry on top of a well thought out, you know, product rollout map that we had put together.
0: How has the adoption of Highspot helped improve the productivity of your reps, especially when it comes to saving time and improving reps' effectiveness in customer interactions?
1: So I think it's twofold. The the first part of that is how are we saving time and Time, time saved is a benefit to the company, it's a benefit to the reps, and it, it makes sure that our business teams are out in market. So that was our number one priority was we need to get people what they need fast. And then the second priority, sort of answering your the second part to your question is, and we need to make sure it's right and recent and quality. And so when we thought of the infrastructure of what we call Lighthouse, uh, the tool high spot, was what are the ways that people are searching? And we did a massive survey of the business teams and we went around to people and we asked, you know, when you are looking for something, how are you looking for it? What is the priority or the the key question that you're trying to answer? And we asked a ton of people and then we went through all of the Slack channels of all the support teams when people were looking for something. And we found that people look for things in three ways. They look for it by asset type, they look for it by vertical, and they look at it by channel at least internally for us by that i mean people come to us and they say i need a case study that's an asset i need it to be for automotive that's the vertical and i need it to be across ctv which is the channel for us and and it was those three things and everyone sort of had a different variation of the order some people were like i need to be smart about automotive and i'd love for it to come in the form of a pitch deck and you know in particular i needed to be omni channel you know which is every channel but it was some variation of the three. And so when we were thinking about the architecture, we were thinking, let's think like a, someone on the business team. That's who we're solving for. Those are our internal clients. Who cares, you know, how we want to, <laughs> how we as the support teams want to organize it or we think best. It doesn't matter what we think is best. What matters is that we, you know, answer the needs of our internal clients. And so um, that's really how we set up the infrastructure. And the home page itself is structured that way. It says, you know, browse by asset type, browse by channel, browse by vertical, And then we made sure that all of the tags in our system followed suit. And we do have things that the internal support teams think about. Client priorities is a really good example where we say, you know, is the client's priority to, um, you know, reach their audiences? Then the the client priority is reach or is the client's priority identity, which is, you know, a way to future-proof your business. And we have those tags, but if I'm being honest, you know, I think the tags that are most used are the ones that we created specifically for the business teams and, By creating tags um, and filters that will allow them to find what they need faster, we saved an infinite amount of time. And that's like my, I would say, my more optimistic way of thinking about how the business teams are using the platform, because the reality is they also just adore universal search. They universal search for everything. And we even have a tool internally that acts as universal search across every single application that we have and store content in. Um, including Lighthouse, because your API is open for us to do so. So universal search is a huge time saver. Again, people used to have to go into all of these different platforms. We had Dropbox at the time. We were transitioning to OneDrive. We also had Slack. We had you know, all of the different SharePoint folders that you would go into to find what you made, what you recently touched, or what was shared with you. So by creating this consolidated approach, by creating filters that matter to the teams that we're serving, and by allowing for people to leverage a universal search that and, you know, I don't have to sell high spot, but I think we all know how great the universal search in your tool is. The fact that it's not just the tags, it's not just the title, it's anything in the content, anything said in a video. Um, it was a real game changer. And we asked about time saved in follow-up surveys, and it was significant. The impact was real. It's felt by our team members. And the time that they do spend searching now is because they're looking for, you know, what might be the most right for their client versus, you know, finding something at all.
0: To dig a little bit deeper into adoption, a big win for your team was achieving a 90% adoption rate, particularly amongst new hires going through onboarding. Can you share advice on how you drive adoption from the start of a rep's journey with your organization? I think it's really
1: twofold. I think we waited to roll out, you know, a learning tool until after Lighthouse became such a staple to the business teams and, and to everyone that existed there. So when you come on board, naturally, everyone's talking about this tool that you're going to use that's going to help you find any piece of content, any piece of knowledge um, and information that you might need. So there's this innate necessity for someone to to want to use high spot or, or lighthouse as we call it. And so that was the first piece. And then once we saw the adoption of the platform in general from sort of a, a collateral standpoint, making sure that it was rolled out from a learning tool standpoint was easier, I would say, because it it became such an everyday um, necessity to to use it. That said, we have a phenomenal commercial training team within the trade desk who is solely focused, again, on really understanding their internal stakeholders, what their needs are, and how and they think about the learning process, you know, what's going to really resonate with people, what's going to make this fun. Um, you know, the, the previous learning tool that we had was just videos, and you would sit there <laughs> for hours and hours on end, just sort of zoning out at these videos, and, and they were well produced, and they were fantastically, you know, written and said and scripted. But it's tough to go through eight hours of video a day for your first two weeks and and try to really um, take it all in. And so one of the things that they loved about the LMS within Highspot was how interactive you can make it. You can watch a quick video and then take a quick question and then write in a paragraph of your interpretation of what was just said, and you can make it a much more interactive journey. And I think that interactivity and the way that um, the commercial training team internally thought about their internal stakeholder is really the reason that it's so well adopted. They made it fun, they made it custom, they made it thoughtful, and they made it in a place where people are naturally gonna go every single day, no matter what anyway.
0: Lauren, what metrics do you track specifically to measure the success of your programs in driving productivity? And what are the specific results that you've seen?
1: Yeah, so just like our approach to rolling out the platform, we decided from a metrics and KPI standpoint to really think about it from a crawl, walk, run standpoint. So from a crawl standpoint, we just wanted adoption. We wanted users to come into the platform, leverage the platform, become familiar with it, and learn to adopt it. And so there's obviously metrics within Highspot that allow us to do so, user sessions, time spent. And we were specifically focused on the teams which we considered necessary to be in the platform every day. You know, we have a lot of departments at the trade desk. Some of them are there for very specific purposes. Um, Legal is a very good example of a team we do not expect to be in and out of the platform every day. They're there when we need them to review specific content and documentation, make sure that we're following parameters. Um, in terms of what we can and cannot release externally and internally. But among the business teams, our core functions that we wanted to be in and out of the platform every day, we saw fantastic adoption. So we sort of gave ourselves a check mark on that, right? The users are coming in, the users are continually coming in, and they're spending time in the platform. Fantastic. So then the next phase of this, the, the crawl stage was, okay, well, how can we continue to improve the experience of the users once they're in the platform? And to us... That became a function of, you know, views on content and all of those great content uh, analytics. How many pieces of content are in the platform that have been published for over ninety days that people aren't looking at? Well, can we get rid of those and clean those up and and make sure that this becomes an experience where only the content that people want to access exists um, and get rid of some of the fluff and the noise. And so. We started using analytics like that. We are constantly managing for any flags or violates policies. We have really strict policies around what can be published, whether it's from a quality perspective, whether it's from a recency perspective. Um, And we want to make sure that the reps have every piece of information available about every piece of content that they want to access. You know, who authored it? Who is the feedback owner? When was it published? What's the description of it? Um, Because all of these things ultimately improve the way that the users think about You know the content that's in there so that was sort of the the crawl stage was thinking about you know improving the user experience or the analytics available whether it's through the maintenance of the platform and hygiene of the platform or whether it was just from you know understanding what content was resonating most with them and we did use some of the search functionality too to understand you know what are they looking for and what has the highest click-through rate and where Can we as support teams lean in and create more content around topics that aren't being supported based on the search functionality metrics? So that was another good one that we started to use in this phase. And then this next stage that we're about to enter into, I I like to think of as the run stage. So we've really thought about the internal user experience. Now, what about the client experience, the external user experience? And so we plan to be rolling out pitch functionality in the next quarter or so and through that our hope is to really understand okay well we know what's resonating with our internal clients what's resonating with our clients where are they spending their time within the pieces of content that we send them understand the profiles of our clients by creating an integration with Salesforce and understanding you know what what content is resonating with which type of client whether they be brand direct whether they work at an agency whether they're you know high level or whether they're hands on keyboard all of this stuff really matters and will ultimately help us create more custom, relevant, and high-quality content that benefits everyone. It's it's sort of a virtuous cycle between the support teams, our internal teams, and our clients. And so we've built the two first phases of that virtuous cycle. And the last piece for us to really have fall in place is the client piece. And we're really excited. And hopefully, I'll get to be able to join you in six months or more and tell you all about how that's how that's worked out for us.
0: Those are some impressive results. How do you go about gathering feedback to optimize your efforts and how does this help you improve your impact on productivity?
1: Feedback is fantastic. Feedback means that we can improve, we can drive better quality, we can drive better adoption through (laughs) driving better quality. Um, And so we ask for feedback in a multitude of ways. Um, One of the ways that we obviously can easily get feedback is from someone just going into Highspot and clicking send feedback. And because we make sure that feedback owners are identified on every single piece of content, these users act as editors, they act as arbiters of what makes sense and what needs work. And it's been really useful. I I got a piece of feedback this morning, actually, that within a one sheet, a link was broken because our knowledge portal is transitioned. And that person was like, here's the new link, can you update it? And that not only saves our internal teams, but our external clients who we might've sent that one sheet to. So feedback is instrumental into making sure that the content is right, relevant, and quality. And that's a big piece of it. But another piece of it is we we want people to feel part of the experience. We ask for people to submit uh, pieces of content that they might have created outside of the support teams that they want published. And we put it through um, a little bit of a rigorous identification and, and qualification process. And then we publish it so that they feel Part of, you know, the entire community. And that's really what we're trying to create as a community. When you allow for communication to go both ways, when you allow for for participation that goes on both sides, you really create um, a symbiotic relationship with the people that you're serving and create a community that people want to continue to foster and uphold and up level. And that's really what feedback means to us.
0: Another important factor to keep reps productive long-term is actually content governance, which I think a lot of organizations may not prioritize as much as they need to. Content governance can ensure that reps can efficiently find the right content. Can you share some best practices for driving outstanding content governance to improve the productivity of your teams?
1: I think the biggest piece of the success there is that we created a, a group of individuals, leaders across each of the support functions, who essentially made themselves responsible for their teams and they are not only bought in they are evangelizers they are early adopters they are proud you know app owners within their key functions and i think by having this core group who feels pride and pride in ownership we created a really great cycle by which we don't have a single person or you know a, a couple of people owning and governing this app we have people across every single division, across every single function, um, helping us to govern this app. So it's not a one-person job. Again, it's that community function. It's that community feel. And everybody holds everybody accountable. And I think that's one of the really big um, reasons it's been successful. I also think that said, we do have individuals who have you know, within their role and their function specific time carved out. To hold those who are newer that are, you know, less familiar accountable in a kind and teachable way um, to uphold the standards in the longer term. So, you know, it's part of the onboarding process now to any of the support teams. There's, you know, coaching and mentorship opportunities for when we govern and we see mistakes consistently across an individual, to have those um, individuals spoken to in a really leaned-in, kind, thoughtful way and get them to understand the why behind the how. And I think that's all really led to, a, again, just a really positive communal experience within the platform.
0: Last question for you, Lauren. In this current economic climate, I'd love to hear from your perspective, why is sales enablement so crucial to the success of your organization?
1: Yeah, I think it's a scary, volatile time for a lot of people. There's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of chatter about what's to come. And when you think about this from a client perspective in our industry, our our clients want a plan. You know, they they need a way to adapt and evolve and stay you know on top through you know what could be a very scary time and so when I think about the way that we need to approach our clients, we need to be with them. We need to be talking to them. We need to be out in market with them. We need to be understanding their problems, their priorities, their concerns. And we need to be next to them in creating a plan that will help them achieve success even during a recession, <laughs> you know, even during a global pandemic. We need to create flexibility, transparency, openness you know, between our two companies. And I think... The only way that we can do that is by arming reps with everything they need to know and getting them back in market fast. And the only way to do that is to make sure that they can find what they need and that again, they can find what they need fast and that what they find is recent, relevant and quality. And really that's what Highspot does. It enables our reps to get smart quickly, get back in front of their clients and be there and be the partner that the client needs rather than spending, you know, days getting back to them on certain key questions or, you know weeks putting together the right sort of material to pitch them the right sort of solution. We're helping them find um, what's going to resonate with the client quickly. and, And that's the key to success for everyone. Again, it's that virtuous cycle. We support our teams, our teams support our clients, and our clients then support our company by working with us and creating a partnership that
0: benefits both. Thank you so much for joining us, Lauren. I really appreciate the time.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure and anything for Highspot, what you guys have done is invaluable and we try to be the best partner we can be for you guys in return.
0: (laughs) To our audience, thanks for listening to this episode of the Win-Win Podcast. Be sure to tune in next time for more insights on how you can maximize enablement success with Highspot.